Welcome to the eScripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson. We are going through the Gospel of Luke, and we are in the middle of some kind of difficult passages. Yep. Um, where Jesus is being a little enigmatic about what he's talking about, yep. I feel like. Yep. Um, and he's also, I think, not real happy. Mm-hmm. He's, right. Parts. You, you uh, could take it that way. I don't know, but um, it's hard to say that. He just seems right. to be saying some harsh, harsher things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to start with verse forty-nine. But before we start that, I just want to thank everyone for listening mm-hmm. and for sharing our podcast, and for those of you who are um, supporters mm-hmm. and um, who support us with prayer or with in any other way mm-hmm. we just appreciate it so much and it allows us to be able to do this and mm-hmm. the other um, classes that we do and yes um it's been a great year actually mm-hmm. yes. of doing this and so we just want to send a great big thank you to all of you mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and get started because we need to finish this chapter if we can today great yeah uh, it would be terrific if we could. So um, let's start reading, I think, in verse 49. And maybe we'll just stop for the first time right here in 53. And then okay. we'll kind of talk about I'm this. About before small we move bite on. Yes, small okay. bite at a time. Okay. came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Wow. That is not what we were hoping for. (laughs) See, it keeps getting harder. Mm -hmm. It really kind of does. I mean, and let's remember we're tacking this on. Jesus is just continuing to speak from that last time when we were talking, where we were talking about being faithful no matter what, you're being vigilant, you're staying, being a true servant who's ready for the master to come home. Because if he comes home and finds you not ready, things are going to get rough for you. It's not going to be good. And there's going to be beatings. uh, And depending on how much you knew when you were in charge, it might be a lighter beating or heavier beating, but there's going to be punishment for those who weren't faithful to the master's business whenever he was away now keeping that in mind jesus just keeps going i came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled now this he's just said something judgment related in verse 48 and so it seems very reasonable to understand that we're carrying on with that thought in verse 49 but we do want to remember that in John or in Luke chapter 3 where John the Baptist is talking he is using talk about fire in association with the Holy Spirit and then also the unquenchable fire of judgment that will judgment that will eventually come it may be that that fire is having kind of a double meaning there 
right. um, because of the way it's used. You can and these are in the it. same context with baptism and there's a fire. And Yes, so, so. we're similar contexts, yes. Um, and so you can't help but wonder if, okay, is if this fire could be a cleansing fire for some. Right. It could be considered a cleansing fire, very purifying. much a purifying fire. The Holy Spirit. Right. The fire of the Holy Spirit, which was exactly how Luke is going to picture it for us when we get over to Acts chapter 2 and the tongues of flame whenever the right. spirit descends and they, you know, so all of that seems to work together. But it doesn't take away from the fact that there does, there's definitely judgment being talked about in this direct I mean, context. There were beatings, right? Yes, we so just now. heard about the beatings that are coming. <laughs> So verse 49, I came to cast fire on the earth. Sound like attacked right onto that hole. Don't be surprised about this kind of punishment. This is what comes whenever I, whenever my plan goes into play. So and, I think it can mean both, I think. Yes. Uh, both are happening at one time. Yes. And, and then, because he even says, and would that it were already kindled, which indicates that it seems to be close. Like things... Things are getting close. Things are almost happening. And then he says, I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how great is my distress until it's accomplished. Well, that baptism that Jesus is going to be baptized with, this is his death. He gives another allusion to it, not in, again, in a slightly different context, but he's going to give an allusion to the same thing. You talk about his death as his baptism uh, whenever we get over to Mark chapter right in that chapter 12 range um maybe a little actually a little bit before that the 10 range and so that being the case we have to remember that this is a strange these are strange words and images that jesus and I think is putting about out the there. disciples who were there when he was baptized mm-hmm. by john the baptist yeah this must seem very confusing mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, must right talking about and how great is my stress until this baptism is accomplished. Well, that sounds very much like his death. I can see how, okay, yes, this baptism is his death. He's on his way to the cross. Right. And he, I think, he wants this to be over with. I mean, when you listen to this section, you think that he is feeling the stress of it. Yes. I mean. Right. So this is what he's waiting for. For this, that he's longing for this to get to really get underway this whole thing that he can that we can really move forward with the kingdom and getting underway and then he tacks on to that verse 51 and following do you think that i have come to give peace on earth no (laughs) (laughs) it does exactly sound like you well yeah that's exactly what we think that is exactly what we think jesus that's why you came to get to make things more peaceful but Jesus is very clear here. No, I tell you, but rather division. That's exactly what's going to happen based on what he's doing. There's going to be division. From now on in one house, there'll be five divided, three against two, two against three. What? I mean, really? This is how it's going to go now, well, now that you've come? Maybe this goes back to the fire and that being both because it's a mm-hmm. judgment and it's uh, receiving of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. the purifying. Yeah. And there are going to be some who are purified and right. some who are judged. Yes. Depending and on. And they'll they'll live in the same household. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's legitimate. And I read this and I think how uh, this sounds like where we are right now. How everybody's just in such a struggle against one another. Yeah. We seem very divided. 
even in our churches mm-hmm. and um, that I mean I don't know how that relates to this exactly except that holding on to him is important mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> being sure that you're staying ready for him and trusting him because that's the context of this whole passage mm-hmm. yeah. and so it may cause division because we are trusting him mm-hmm. and hanging on to him and we shouldn't expect that it's going to bring all just a peaceful wonderful thing here on earth mm-hmm. yeah and for sure I think that's right and so don't be so so just expect that when Jesus comes there will be some antagonism between mm-hmm. people some difficulty but even in families families are not going to be immune you know to uh, this kind of division that comes with Jesus's coming with his acceptance with or rejection and it's going to cause these kinds of divisions so hmm, as much as we might dislike hearing this and it gives us angst for our time surely it gave uh, gave them a ton of angst mm-hmm. I'm sure to hear that this was in the future um, and that this this was very much I mean Jesus makes it sound like not only is this a consequence it's actually a, uh, a direct influence that I brought with that I'm going to bring that, you know intended yeah intended influence I uh, it is for division that I came uh, and so that's what it almost sounds like um, well I mean it's a harvest yeah and they're so there's going to be that's what happens in a harvest you're dividing the wheat from the chaff mm-hmm. and yeah. so that is what's going to happen here yeah that's right so there will naturally be a division mm-hmm. yeah we yep. don't like that that's... no we don't and it's hard for us and we want them to just make there always be peace between people and people I love especially Stanley who love me we should have peace between each other it's just not always going to be that way right. there'll be division over Jesus so as much as we might not like it, we need to. And this it. all started with him talking about the leaven of the Pharisees mm-hmm. and their hypocrisy. Oh, and yeah. And so mm-hmm. I see he's saying it's not going to be peaceful between my followers and them, these people who are teaching hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's going to be a division here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Maybe that helps a little bit. Maybe it does. For us to understand. Mm hmm. So, anyway, we're ready to go on to the next yeah, part. Yeah, good is good. Yeah, let's go on to 54. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you judge for yourselves what is right? And you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort as you go, I'm sorry, (laughs) as you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. Hmm. 
He said, back to verse 54, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, so they, they he starts this analogy for him. You guys know how to make certain predictions about the weather because you've gotten you know, so used to how the sky looks so that you can make right. yeah certain certain connections with what it's going to be like later. But now he's mad at them because they won't then aren't acknowledging what seems like such clear signs about what's happening in this present day. You can do that. You can talk about the signs that you say are perfectly clear and be able to even predict, you know, when it's going to be, what the day is going to be like. But then you can't turn around and see what's happening right now and make a judgment on what this present time is really about. And this has everything to do with him, of course. This has everything to do with Jesus, of course. Right. Why can you're you not, not acknowledge? Yes. That I'm right here in front that of you. That he's right here. That God's plan is being fulfilled in your midst. You should be able to see the signs that are clues to the fact that God is at work through him as Messiah. And if you can't acknowledge that, yes, you're being hypocritical. Hypocritical. You know what signs look like, and you know how to make determinations based on those signs. But now you're acting like you don't. Because here I am doing signs in front of you, and you don't want to acknowledge that these are the very signs that should lead you to the clear conclusion that I must be from God, that I'm the one that he's sent. And so this is what's making him upset. And we can certainly see why. And, and, you know, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be surprised by this either. This is the kind of thing that people still do, that people have always done. It's very easy to do with Jesus. You kind of look at it. You don't want to see what you're actually seeing. So you come up with a reason why, well, he's probably not from God. And then you come up with some reasons why it's probably not him. Even though all this information is written down about him, even though countless people have talked about their lives being transformed by him for 2,000 years, truly countless people, um, all of whom cannot possibly be idiots. There has to be, there has to be. And so, but you find a way to reason away all of these things that are signs and act like you don't know what's really happening through it. This is the kind of thing that makes you a hypocrite. Um, and so if if he can say this to them, surely he could say it to us and throughout history too. How dare you, you know, act like Not there's something else going on here than what's that's obviously going on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very big deal. And when do you and why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? So you're able to judge by the skies what kind of day it's going to be but now you're not able to judge even what's right for yourself to do Uh, and so why can you not judge for yourself what is right or what is just you should be able to judge between you two you people you have problems with you should be this smart you should be smart enough to settle those matters between yourselves but instead, as you go with your accuser before the magistrate, this becomes a problem. This become a problem now. Why aren't you people? You consider yourself so wise, so smart, so able to judge things, so able to understand things, make discernment, have discernment about things, and yet you get in these disputes that you take to court. You should be able to judge between yourselves. 
what's right and what's just. Don't go to the court. You're on your way to court now to see the magistrate. You should be making an effort to settle with that other person on the way. You should be able to do this. You should be able to judge these matters. If you're so smart, which clearly you should be, and you should know what justice is, right? righteousness is, you should be able to judge these matters between yourselves and come to a conclusion. Instead, you're going all the way to the magistrate, and now you're going to get there, and you're going to be surprised because he's going to drag you to the judge, and the judge is going to hand you over to the officer, and the officer is going to put you in prison. And I tell you, you will not get out until you've paid the very last penny. You should be going out of your way to find a way to be merciful or to make a, a, a to get for give forgiveness or to receive forgiveness to repent of your part in it all of that should be taken care of before you get before the judge but you're going to let it fester and wait and be mad about it until you get before the judge and then you're going to find out that he's going to side with the other guy you're going to think you were you're going to be so determined in your own desires that you're going to think you were the one who was in the right the whole time but when an objective eye looks at it he's going to realize you were the one who were out of line who was out of line the whole time he's going to wind up putting you in jail and now you're going to sit and rot in prison right this feels to me like maybe it goes back to this question that this guy asked mm. way back in verse 13 where he says teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance, the inheritance with me. Mm. Like I hear that. Oh, like y'all he, should be able to settle. Who right. may be judge and arbiter of, of you? You should be able to Jesus settle says. this. Yes, y'all should be able to get together and and solve this big problem that you have. Aren't you smart enough to do it? Who may? Why do I have to be your judge in this? You know what's right. Yeah, you, you know, know, how, you know whether you're works. in the right or not. Yeah, your brother should know. You should know. Everybody should be able to come to the right conclusion right. here. And so uh, that's awesome, actually. I love that you said that. That I mean, and this is definitely, it's the same context the whole time. This speech has not right. ended. He is right, right in the middle of this thing the whole time. He keeps on talking. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, for him to get here and then still be making connections back to what he's been talking about the whole time. Um, like, I feel like he looked right at that guy and said, and why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Right. He's just made, now he's <laughs> yeah. made this analogy about people who should be able to determine things based on their good sense. And they're not able to, to determine the present time. And then he looks maybe straight at that guy and is like, and you, you should be able, you guys should be able to make good determinations too. Because here's the thing, you're going you're gonna to be sour about this thing and march yourselves down to some magistrate somewhere. And, and you're going to find penny. out that this is not, yeah, you're going to lose every penny of what you got. Um, because you couldn't settle it on your own. Because you could not settle it on your own. Um, this is a big point and, and one that we need to take into account because we do have, very unfortunately, Christians are still taking Christians to court. This is what we do, and, and it should not be this way. You know, Paul makes this point yes. in very clearly in 1 Corinthians, where he's like, how can you, what is this I'm hearing about you taking each other to court? Are you kidding me? This is doing nothing but throw mud on our movement, on our Christian, uh, the, on the way that we are behind Christ, because people can see that we can't even get along with each other in this thing. 
people. And when when we of all people will be, you know, he says, are you not going to judge angels? Says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we don't know exactly how to all that means but the point is Paul is pointing out to his to these believers in Corinth that in some sense they're going to be they're going to have some sort of those who are Christian those who are connected to Christ will in some sense have some sort of judgment type connection power after when all things are consummated under Christ there will be this eventual time when all believers are in some kind of judgment position giving, you know, acquiescence to what's happening in the judgment of angels. That's an amazing thing. I mean, who knows exactly what that means? Nobody knows exactly what that means. But just even that thought right there is amazing. And this is what Paul is using as an argument to them, that they better get themselves together. If you're going to do that, surely you can settle matters between yourselves without going to some worldly judge. But that's what you're doing. Well, we're still doing that today. We're constantly doing that to each other in the church today. Like we didn't learn a single lesson. Yeah. Maybe worse than ever. Maybe worse than ever. So, yeah. Can't yeah. settle anything. Well, here's Jesus in Luke chapter 12 making the same point. You people who should be able to have wise judgment, have some kind of righteous righteousness in your head and understanding what real justice is, if you're really smart, then show it you know do the thing that you should do which is to be able to show mercy and love to one another be able to also talk about righteousness and justice all of this at the same time until you can both come to a conclusion oh this is what should be done in this case we should be able to well yes i just like i mean this is all in the same context now that you're the more we talk about it the more i'm seeing how this kind of all fits together Mm -hmm. and why he's being so even where the master is not treating the servants well, uh-huh. or the the, the head servant charge, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't while the master's gone. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, should be able to instead. A, gets a horrible uh, repercussions because yes. of that. Yes, we're supposed to treat each other well. Yes, and so even in this, um, when you're having disputes, yeah. With- yeah, in the division part, yeah, he did come to bring division, but he meant for us to try to work through. Yeah, look, division's going to come with Jesus. He's right. going to, you're going to stand on one side or the other. Right. That's what's going to happen with Jesus. There's but no he's in still not calling us to be divisive. That's right. That's the difference between us being, there's a difference right. between that and us being divisive. Exactly, I would say you said that you said that really well, and this is what we should be able to get past. The divisiveness is something that should not be there. We should be able to. We know to, there's going to as as good conflicts people, are going to come up. People, yes, there's going to be division because mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. Yeah, but we should be able to work things out with each other mm-hmm. in a peaceful way. Yes. Man, so true. I mean, that's really where it is. I think that's where it is. And and so, knowing that now and reading this passage, we do see how Jesus is putting us, tying this all, all this stuff very closely together. Um, and, and everything that, what a disciple, how a disciple lives, who a disciple is, how he gets along with his brothers, how, he, how he's faithful, trust he God trusts God for what he needs, doesn't get in disputes with his brothers right. for what's owed him or what's not owed him because he's trusting in God. I mean, all of these things 
are, are wrapped together in the life of a disciple, let alone the ability to discern what's going on in the world. I should ask right. you, sir. All these, all these things are wrapped together in the life of a disciple. And so to, to reach this point and for him to be so serious with them about what it means to, to be in connection with your brothers, to not be asking others to come from the outside and settle your disputes, which is only going to cause problems, which is only going to cause trouble. I mean, these are monumental things for keeping his followers connected to one another and, and showing one another proper care and love and what he would have us. Yeah. Beautiful in that way, but harshly spoken. We need to take these words serious. into. Yes, yeah, so serious. So we've got to take these words into account. Really important. Well, um, we could go on to the next one. I feel like it's um, the kind of thing uh, that we may want to carry with us into into that parable that flows from verse six and following uh, in verse six and following two. So rather than start on verse one, I think we'll go short today. Okay. Give everybody a little break. Uh, and so, <laughs> so what did you want? Yeah, this is Actually, great. It's really great, but it's been a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. But we did make it to the end of chapter 12. So that's good. Right. We'll start on 13. 13. next time. Really glad to have you all with us. Uh, thank you so much for all of your prayers that you give to our ministry. It's a huge thing for us. We believe in the power of prayer, and we know that that will help us and help others uh, to come closer to God through His Word. So keep that in mind. We love you all, and we hope you have a terrific few days. God bless.